0: From the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio.
1: KXNO AM Des Moines. KXNO FM Ankeny. KKDM HD2 Des Moines. On
0: iHeart Radio Station, now number one for podcasting. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon.
1: Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent and I are with you until noon. Still to come this hour. That music means Bob, Bob is going to join us momentarily. We'll give you an opportunity to win some Claxons barbecue and our picks uh, before we get out of here at noon. We should probably get to these games quickly before more of them cancel. We're just, <laughs> at, I mean, it's it's uh, number thirteen is now on the board. ASU and Cal. Cal is back to back weeks. Yes, I, I was excited for that game too. I wanted to see Wilcox team. Uh, when were they slated to play? Was that the late kick on Saturday I think night? I saw nine some...
2: thirty Pac twelve after dark Ooh. ESPN two. So yeah. again,
1: yeah, take it off the COVID. board. Yeah, uh, and Utah UCLA, which is on Fox at nine thirty, that's teetering on the brink apparently because of Utah. Uh, so <laughs> so so we'll see thirteen and counting. Uh, Bama, good to talk to you. Before we get into the game, Trent, you found something during the break?
3: Yeah, so we were just talking with Tom Kaker from hawkerreport.com. The total for tonight's Iowa-Minnesota game is 60. So he said, when's the last time that a total in an Iowa game was 60? (laughs) I have a database for Iowa point spreads and totals that goes back to 2006. It's never happened. This is the first time ever in <laughs> Iowa game. If it goes off at sixty, there are a couple of halfs that I found, a few fifty-sevens, but that was as high as it's been. This would be the highest total, at least as far back as my database
1: goes. Yeah, unbelievable! Uh, Minnesota doesn't wow. play defense at all, Bama, oh. uh, as you know. Let, let me get your take on that one before we get into uh, college football from a national perspective. Uh, look, it's at six o'clock. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, and you'll watch. I'm assuming we will hear for sure.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
1: but Hawkeyes and Gophers. Um, Gophers met the Hawks last year with an unbeaten slate after they just knocked off Penn State in an emotional win. Uh, couldn't put make it back to back weeks and win t- uh, number ten in a row as Iowa got them. How do you see this game tonight, Bama?
2: Yeah, this is interesting. Well, first of all, I mean, it doesn't get any better than Iowa and Minnesota at night on a Friday in November. It really doesn't. <laughs> I, mean, I'm with you. I mean, this is and look, you know how I feel about high school football and and. I love it, and I'm not a big fan of college kind of encroaching on that. But if it's going to happen, give me this game instead of I'm looking at you know FAU FIU. Okay, you know, right. please. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you mentioned Minnesota's defense. They don't they don't play it. They don't even. I mean, they attempt it. They're just not very good at it. Um, Which is a problem. Weapons. Yeah, I mean Ibrahim is is, is yep. good.
0: Yep. Bateman, um, Bateman
2: is good. Tanner Morgan is yep. is. I say above average. Yep. They just they can't outscore the opponent. Uh, usually, that's not a problem with Iowa. But I mean, I think Iowa has had some tough luck. Some of it they've made themselves. I mean, let's face it. You know, they've lost a couple. They they kind of thrown away a couple games, really. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to look at it that way, against Purdue and Northwestern, who by the way are playing for top the the West now. Right. Um, the the funny thing is. You know, did, did Iowa find any? Did they find something on offense against a pretty bad Michigan State team? I don't know. Did Minnesota last week holding Illinois to fourteen points? Have they found something on defense? I doubt it. I like Iowa in this game. I mean, I think they're favored three and a half. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I probably wouldn't take. You know, I'd probably buy it down if I had to. You know, to cover the field goal. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be high scoring. You know, that total, Trent, I mean, on paper, yeah, it looks like it, but you, you just go back through history. How many games have they actually been over 60 points scored? Um, I I would – I don't know. I, I like Iowa in the game. I just – I think they're a better football team overall. I think they've had some tough luck against what has turned out to be a, a couple of pretty good opponents. Um The Maryland game for Minnesota – you know that was the two a game where they missed the extra point. Could have won that one. They got blown out against Michigan. So I mean they've just been wildly inconsistent. I'll take the Hawkeyes. Uh, probably would lay the points. I'd buy one down though. All
1: right, let's Batman. Uh, before we get into some of the games uh, here, we've got a, a handful of them. Um, the cancellation of LSU and Alabama and, and the trickle down from that because LSU Florida were canceled earlier. And Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong now because they're, so they're slated to that game's going to be made up on December the 12th. That sure. the next weekend is the SEC championship, so I mean I don't know where LSU and Alabama are going to make that game up. Here's another part, a layer of this question, and we've heard from two commissioners. Most of the talk, well, we're not going to change the playoff. <laughs> we yeah. we can't do that. No, but Big Twelve has now put that, said that that at least is on the table. Bowlesby. Sankey in right. the SEC, same thing. Said we got to be flexible. Of course, the NFL takes over Saturdays in the month of January, uh, meaning it—you know—I mean, it's not impossible. You can figure out something right. during the week. That's the last thing they want to do. But Bama, when you hear two conference commissioners saying that we have to be flexible from the SEC's perspective, and Bowles be saying everything is on the table—not that we're going down that direction—but everything's on the table. What does that mean to you? They're talking, aren't they?
2: It means they're panicking basically is what it means to me and listen guys we're we're approaching the doomsday scenario for this season it all started out great you know the first two or three weeks um you know the the big you know before the big 10 and the pack film i'm by no means blaming them for all this i mean obviously this this virus is nobody's doing anything about it so it's it's doing what it's supposed to do uh if you're a virus but it, it tells me that that they're really scrambling that They want the inventory. They don't really care, I don't think, when they play it. They just think they have to play it. Um, Listen, the SEC Championship game, as you mentioned right now, scheduled for the 19th. They don't want to move that, I think, mainly because of conflicts with Mercedes Stadium, Mm -hmm. which hosts the Falcons um, as well. So, you know, they they can't really – they can't play it one day, I don't think, in a Falcons game the next. Here's – I'm reading this, so I was doing a little research when you asked the question. They're talking about now shuffling around other opponents so Alabama and LSU can play. And what they're talking about is if LSU can have enough players is playing that game next week. So Mm -hmm. what that would mean is uh, LSU's game at Arkansas would have to be moved to December the 19th, and then Alabama's game against Kentucky would have to be moved to December the 12th. So what they're assuming is Alabama's going to win the West, and they're saying... Pretty safe assumption. Yeah, we'll play other games on the 19th for teams that aren't involved in the SEC championship game. So you could have the the championship game on the 19th and these other games being played. So that right now kind of seems the best opportunity, because... They're saying right now they're not going to move the championship game. Well, if you don't move the championship game, then you got nowhere to put LSU and Alabama unless you cancel LSU and Florida because maybe Florida has already been has already clinched. So, which one now is more important, LSU Alabama or LSU Florida? In turn, and when I say important, I'm talking about for television and ad revenue and everything else. So, it's it's really just a mess. And um, I think if I think there's a possibility that if, if LSU can get enough players on the field that you'll see Alabama-LSU next week, and then they'll shuffle around Alabama-Kentucky and LSU-Arkansas to wherever they need to put them. Or if they have to cancel that game, big deal. So, but it, it, it's, it's starting to play out uh, how we had feared, like a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff is across the country and with, in terms of this virus. Um, they had hope and, and what you 're seeing is a lot of teams coming off these bye weeks they let their players go home and you get them out of their little bubble that they 're in, and all of a sudden you know they can 't control it and we 're starting to see that, but it tells me that when commissioners are talking like that saying they have to be flexible, it basically means they 're panicking because they want they they have to get these games in for the revenue
1: uh it 's interesting i I looked at atlanta 's schedule. Because um, I thought there was a chance maybe they could move it to the twenty sixth day after Christmas. By the way, there's football, NFL football, on Christmas Day. No, oh, nice Vikings Saints yeah. Christmas Day. I remember that. Now they sign, love it. sign up for that. But Atlanta's on the road. They're in Kansas City, so I don't know what else is going on in the building. Anyways, I'm, I'm sure that everything yeah. is on the table, and I think including um, you know the Rose Bowl. shirts sure, January first, but there's no parade. There's no fans in the stands. Right. You know, exactly. that maybe, maybe, maybe. Anyways, let's get to some of these games, fellas. Trent, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm anxious to talk about this game because <laughs> someone's going to win. It's Penn State and it's Nebraska. <laughs> um, everybody well, yeah. likes a train wreck, right? We all slow down, or a car wreck, rather. Uh, how do you see it? Can, can Nebraska beat Penn State? Yeah, they can.
3: Yeah, they can. I don't think they will, but they can. And that shows you how far, far Penn State has fallen already this year. They had all the questions surrounding that team, guys opting out, who's going to be back. And then after losing a game they shouldn't have lost against Indiana, gave an effort against Ohio State. What's left in the tank? And that's what I want to see. Because a win here for Nebraska, it still would mean something to that program. It would still be important. Yeah, it's not the preseason top 10 Penn State team we thought we were going to see, but Nebraska needs these kind of victories. Mm -hmm. Where's the motivation for Penn State? If James Franklin can get this team off the mat and have them competing in it, and not getting behind early and getting blitzed like they did last week against Maryland, then they're a better team and they're going to win. This is one where, in terms of betting, this is a wait and see for me. I'm going to watch this first quarter. This is going to be a live play for me because I think you're going to know very early what direction this football
2: game's well, going to Well, we
1: don't out. know who's going to be the quarterback. As, as Frost won't say, he's keeping that under... I think McCaffrey. it's going to be McCaffrey. Yeah. I'm
2: with you. It has to be McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, uh, Illinois is the next week opponent for for Nebraska before they come here on Black Friday. Bama, how do you see the Nittany Lions and the Huskers?
2: I'm kind of with Trent on this. It's just where's Penn State's motivation? I mean, look, Sean Clifford's played great. He's been really good all year, but can't do it by himself. Can't run. Um and
1: Journey you know, Brown's story, what a terrible, terrible loss he is.
2: Oh, it, it is, and you feel you feel terrible yes. for the kid. I mean, just forget the program, forget football. It's like... Trent, uh, and
1: Bama, he was a first- or second-day pick yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. He had this much talent.
2: It was, and, you know, I don't know whether his... You know, I don't know how it's going to play out for him financially. Obviously, he's going to lose a lot of money. I don't know if he, you know, had insured his well, career, so. or whatever it was. I mean, I hope so too. But listen, the good thing, the good thing is if there's, if you want to look for silver linings, it's easy for me to say because it's not my life or my career, is they found it. Yeah. I mean, these are the things, these are the type of things that, you know, players have in the past had, you know, serious problems with mm-hmm. in practice or games or, or whatever. And, you know, and you don't come back from it. So it, it, at least they've, they've discovered it. Um, it doesn't seem to like it's going to affect his quality of life necessarily. It's just can't play football. Nobody will clear him. Uh, in terms of the game, you know, if Penn State, you know, like like Trent said, if Penn State's head is in it, they're the better football team. They have more talent. They should win. The Maryland game last week just stunned me. And I don't know if that was just them kind of realizing, hey, our season's over after two weeks, um, you know, Indiana and Ohio State. I think they're going to come out and play with a little more fire than we've seen. I I don't know. I I just, I I want to believe that because I I like Franklin. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's great. Um, And I like Clifford. I I just, I I hope they rally around him, see how hard he's playing. Um, I I don't know where, like you said, the the Nebraska quarterback situation, I saw Frost comments this week when he said that they're playing with a little too much hesitation. Well, that's coaching. I mean, (laughs) You know, Martinez has been in that program for three years now. I mean if you Mm -hmm. if you haven't coached the hesitation out of him, is that his fault or is that yours? And if you haven't found anybody to replace him, you know, in his third year, which I think you have, I mean I just to me you throw McCaffrey out there and it's a lost season anyway, and let's see what you got. Martinez isn't going to lead you anywhere this year, so let's see what you've got going forward and then if you think you have enough in him, fine, that kinda puts your recruiting out there. But I like Penn State in the game. I just, I just think they're going to come out and play fired up. But you're right; from a betting point, you wait and see how <laughs> you see if that happens. If they get down fourteen nothing early, they're going to mail it in and you know go home.
1: Uh, I like the fact Penn State's going out on the road. I think that helps them getting away from Happy Valley. Um you know, there's a Business little history. Trip. Yeah, a little history between the now it's ancient history between the two schools, but you get it. Let let's stay in the Big Ten. Uh I do obviously want to get to Notre Dame and Boston College coming up because I just wonder about a letdown there. We'll see. Bama, you mentioned it. Northwestern Purdue, Big Ten West. Uh how do you see this game, Bama? Yeah,
2: it's my game of the day. I mean, I mm. the one I'm looking most forward to, to be honest with you. Um and listen, these two teams both parked to top the Big Ten West. Who would have thought that? Uh, the Maryland game getting canceled against Ohio State is huge, I think, in this game. Because the winner, you would assume that Maryland was going to lose to Ohio State. Now you've got, okay, if with them, this game getting canceled, Maryland's still sitting there with a loss. The, the winner had a chance to go two games clear. Now they don't. Um, they're going to be one game clear of two teams. So uh, I just... I like Purdue in the game, I think they have more talent. uh I like more. I like Bell um they had their game cancelled against Wisconsin. So that's probably a benefit to them i just I think Northwestern is a good story. They've kind of played on the edge um a little bit. I just like Purdue. They're my guilty pleasures, you know, yep. so Big Ten Network. I wish this game was on Fox, but it's not. so I like Purdue. I see Northwestern favored by two and a half. I take Purdue outright in this game. Trent,
3: not so fast, my friend. Yeah, I see it completely <laughs> on the other side here. Northwestern, this is a fits-perfect team. they got a quarterback that is competent. Not great, but he's not going to screw it up. Better right? than they had. And certainly last year. Even last season, as bad as Northwestern was, it was still a two-point game, as they lost everybody a season ago, Northwestern did. There's a lot better Northwestern team. I've seen these two teams play the Wildcats, I just think, are better. Talent-wise, yeah, David Bell's better than any wide receiver Northwestern has. Rondell mm-hmm. Morphy plays, is better than anything there. But as a team, Northwestern's a be- better team. I'll lay the two and a half on the road here. I like the Wildcats in a big way. What will you do with Wisconsin and Michigan
1: as we move on?
3: Another one that's wait and see. We have to wait before we officially For get it Yes, yeah. what the announcement's going to be on Mertz. If he is a go... I am a go on betting on the Badgers. I'm jumping aboard, and I think they can absolutely run them out of the building. But it's just a wait-and-see on that aspect. Michigan, Bama, I know you're not a hardball guy, boy. You just got to be no. smiling ear to ear when you're seeing how bad it's looking now.
2: It, I don't know where this program is, guys. I mean, and I don't think they know where they are. Listen, this is a lost season for them. I mean, I, I, think, I think the best thing that they can do right now, I know they want to try to win football games. I get it. And, and you know, that's what you're paid to do. If you're and paid very well to do, if you're Jim Harbaugh, I think you use this season right now, whatever, however many games you're going to have, and they're probably going to, you know, wind up, you know, having a game or two canceled. Who knows? I think you just you play Joe Milton and you see what you have in him. Do you think you? It's kind of like McCaffrey with Nebraska. Okay, do you have enough? Do you think he's the guy? You recruited him. He started for you. He looked good one week. He's looked average the next two. Where Where is he, and is he a guy that you think you can win with? And you just put as many young players as you can out there, and to hell with the results. I mean, it sounds crazy, but I just – this is such a lost season anyway for Michigan and for a lot of teams. I just think you almost – it's almost a redshirt season if you want to look at it. Who do you have? You can put them out there against live action. Wisconsin – who knows where they are? They played a game. They haven't played in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Does Merch play? Is he healthy? Do they, are they rusty? Are they fresh? I don't know. I mean, you would think that they would be rusty because they haven't been able to practice. The they haven't been able to practice, and that's why I like Purdue in the other game. Purdue had a, basically had a bye week last week because their game was canceled, but it wasn't because of their COVID situation, it was the other team. So that's why I like them with the two weeks to prepare. That game's been moved up by the way to five o'clock yep. instead of six thirty. Um I just don't know where to go in Wisconsin, Michigan. When you looked at the schedule, you know, initially, even, you know, during the restart, you looked at this and you go, Wow, this is a big one. You know, East versus West. Big game, you know, um now not so much because you know Wisconsin's played one game and Michigan's lost two so who knows where they're going to go i don't i'm with trent it's just it's impossible to tell you know it, it, it just there's not enough there's not enough information on Wisconsin to really know how they're going to play but Michigan so far it just looks like just a program with this just rudderless right now
1: uh bama Boston college who's been better than i think a lot of people have thought uh, they lost to north carolina they lost to vatech uh, and of course, Clemson got them. Notre Dame coming off that big, big, huge emotional win—is this a letdown? I mean, Boston College at home, can they pick off the the Irish? Can they keep it close oh, if they can't pick them off?
2: I think they can keep it close because I think their defense is okay. Um, you know, you mentioned Notre Dame. You got to give them credit for the Clemson win. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the Trevor Lawrence factor—you you just you don't know how much how big of a deal that was. I like Notre Dame. I don't know if I like the line. I think it's 13, 13 and a half. Big, I don't yep. know that I would take them. I don't think I'd lay that many points by any means because I think BC, they have enough on offense and they their defense is good enough. But look, if, if you really want to be the number two team in the country, if you really want to have, you know, a chance at a playoff, you know, if you lose an ACC championship game to Clemson, let's say, and go, okay, listen, you know, look, Fine, we split with them. We deserve to be in there. It's a game you have to win. You lose this game, it doesn't matter what you do against Clemson. If even if you beat them again, I'm not sure you're getting in. Um, if you beat them twice, because this is going to look bad. So, look, Ian Book, you got to you, you have to follow it up. You have to validate it. Um, can he do it? I don't know the the quarterback, and I can't pronounce the name.
1: Jurkovic Yeah,
2: he, he yeah he's been pretty good. Yeah, he has. BC. Yep. I mean, you just look at the numbers. I mean, the raw numbers. Two thousand yards 15 touchdowns four picks mm-hmm. i mean that's pretty good that means they're taking care of the football if they take care of it and can shorten the game i think it's pretty i think they got a chance i mean i see the over under the line is the money line, the over under is 50. i mean i might be leaning toward that under because both these teams just like to take time off the clock so um notre dame should win you're right maybe there's a trap game they have a bye week and again going to north carolina so
3: trent Phil Kovic who came from Notre Dame, where he started his career and transferred to Boston College. So I uh, read an article talking about his old teammates and how weird it's going to be. Right. A couple of them still talk to him on a weekly basis. And Not this week. Not this week. You're going to no. ex- expect that. It feels like Glenn Foley. I mentioned him on Monday to you guys. It feels like that Gordon kick to beat number one right after they beat Florida State. You kind of have all the makings here for a Boston College upset. And because of that, I love 13. and If he gets to 14, it's an automatic play for me. You get to two touchdowns, but there's something lingering here that this Notre Dame team, after seeing them last week, they are so much better than I thought. Their offensive line is as good as anybody this side of Alabama. The defensive line is good. Their running game can be excellent. And Ian Book, again, a guy that we've gone around and around about this guy. He last week, Trent. He looks so much more athletic than yep. he normally does. There's, there's something about this guy that it feels like maybe it's all coming together here. More of a stay away. I, th- I think Notre Dame wins, and maybe a little more comfortably because it feels like a lot of people are jumping on that BC side.
1: Uh, boys, let's move on real quick. Got uh, like two minutes left. I- is there Trent a game in the Pac-12 that moves your needle? Hmm, what's maybe. left? Well, the... Cal, Arizona
3: State, you said is off the board, right? It is. That was my favorite one. Utah, of the Utah UCLA on my... is on the brink. Is on the brink. Uh-huh. Okay, that was that was actually probably number two on my list. Oregon, Washington State. No, no, no. USC Arizona, Colorado Stanford. Well, you mentioned Oregon, uh, Washington Wazoo. I got something for you guys here. Do you realize that Wazoo has covered the last ten games against Oregon? Would
1: not have ever guessed that. No, in a including
3: years. a couple of no. big outright upsets yep. of them. So maybe something to keep an eye on. But I guess that's the one. I was Arizona State, Bama, and I. We were. Early in the window, we were texting a lot about that game because we were both on the over in that game, as we talked about we last both week. both came up short. Yeah, and I want to see Wilcox, <laughs> and I want to see this Cal team. There was buzz about them. If there's somebody else in the north outside of mm-hmm. Oregon, they were going to be the one. We just don't get it. It's I guess that's college football in 2020. Bama,
1: your favorite uh, Pac-12 game this week is what? Is there?
2: Do you have? Well, it's the one that just got canceled. Yeah. Um, you know, Listen, USC-Arizona might be... We don't know about Arizona. They haven't been very good in the past. I mean, Kevin someone has done nothing since he's been there. Um, USC have a little bit of a letdown. I'm, I'll, I'll just tell you the one I'm looking the most forward to, Ken, is the one that kicks off at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> or gets stayed at Washington. You know, give me – please give me some Pac-12 after dark. Just give me something. Um, and so, listen, Husky Stadium, I've been out there. I want to see a game out there. Um I don't know how good the game's going to be. Oregon State's not very good. I don't know how good Washington is. From a just purely game-watching perspective, give me something that kicks off with Tim from the Northwest. I think on the field, I think USC-Arizona is now probably the most compelling game.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Bama, your sneaky good game of the week is what? One we didn't talk about.
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the SEC for you, Ken. Uh, i actually I'm going, going elsewhere. Trent. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Arkansas-Florida then. Yep. Pretty I mean, good game. Felipe Franks going back to yep. Gainesville. Yep. I mean, you know, I had one out of Trent's conference. So he'll probably take it. So uh, I was going to try to stay away from you, but I'll, I'll go with Arkansas at Florida. Arkansas, they don't have their coach, so that's going to hurt.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but see what Felipe Franks looks back looks like going back to Gainesville.
1: Six o'clock kick for that one, right? That is a good spot, Bama. That's a, I maybe should have included that one on the list. Uh, Trent, another six o'clock kick for you as we go to the beloved
3: American Athletic Conference. Yes, SMU ranked in the top 20, going to there Tulsa. How about Tulsa? SMU's 7-1. and one. Tulsa's 3-1. and one. Three less games have been played for SMU Crazy. or Tulsa in the same conference this year. Pretty good one there. And a pick on that game coming up here
1: in about 20 minutes. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm going to go to the Big 12, and there's only two to choose from. But uh, I'm, I'm going to watch this West Virginia game Uh, because I was not on them earlier, but they're way better than I thought that they were going to be. It's a long shot that they're going to get to the championship game, but the clones will see them in, what, one, two, three weeks? So we'll get a look at them as they face TCU. Bama will recap it on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend,
2: Bama Bob. Thank you. Uh, Always enjoy it, guys. Take care, and everybody stay safe. Indeed.
1: Good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter, at Bama Bob, at Bama Bob on Twitter. We will take a timeout. Actually, we got to do this before we do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for another $1,000 handoff, Trent Condon. Text the keyword home. To 200-200 right now, it's your chance to win $1,000. Home to 200-200.
0: You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
3: Let's uh, mix it up a little bit here. You know, we get the people they know always at 1140. That's the time start to call calling in, yeah. We're going to start it a little bit earlier today. Our Claxons giveaway dialed up right now 284-5966 your opportunity to win $35 or $25 to Claxons depending if you get first or second
1: 284-5966 all right first four callers we will let you in if you're getting a ring that means you're in stay right there 284-5966 Claxton's barbecue giveaway next our picks still to come Miller and Condon till noon Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.
0: This is KXNO. Oh, man, that sounds good on FM. 1460 AM and now on 106.3 FM. This is Des Moines Sports Station, KXNO. Wow. Wow.
1: recorded in 1460 claxons 106.3 FM. Luke was contestant number 4. He dropped. Luke bailed. We have an open line. 284-5966 if you got a busy signal and you thought you were SOL, one of you will still be able to participate this week in claxons. We've got Paul, Tory and Brad on hold in waiting. Uh, but Luke couldn't stick around for that opportunity to win that delicious barbecue. Uh, we'll take the first, the next person in will take Luke's spot. We've got four games and a tiebreaker. We'll get to those. And then uh, Trent and I will give you our picks. Uh, Paul, Tory, Brad, you guys are going to be first. Paul joins the program. Hello, Paul. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Paul. Uh, you're playing for $35. If you get the most right, the runner-up gets 25 Iowa is a three-and-a-half point favorite over Minnesota. Go Hawks. Northwestern gives two-and-a-half to Purdue.
2: Wildcats.
1: Penn State is a three-and-a-half point road favorite in Lincoln. Penn State. Monday Night Football. Speaking of road favorites, the Vikings are favored by two-and-a-half over the Bears. The Here's the tiebreaker, Paul. Combined total points closest without going over the two 4A semifinals tonight. Pleasant Valley Southeast Polk, Ankeny and Dowling combined score those two games closest without going over.
0: 85.
1: Paul, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. You do the same. And uh, I missed
3: one there for Paul. Who did he take? Penn State, Nebraska. You remember? I believe Penn State. Okay.
1: We'll go back and air check. We've got our contestants, by the way, if you're still trying to uh, get in here. We've got our fourth one. Uh, Tory is next. Hi, Tory. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. Iowa, three and a half over Minnesota.
0: Go, Hawks.
1: Northwestern gives two and a half to Purdue.
2: Uh, Purdue.
1: Penn State's a three and a half point favorite over Nebraska.
2: Penn State.
1: Monday Night Football, Minnesota, two and a half over the Bears.
2: Uh, Minnesota.
1: Tiebreaker, combined scores, closest without going over both of the 4A semifinals tonight.
2: Um, 70.
1: Tori, have a good weekend.
2: Thank you, you too.
1: Thank you. Uh, Brad is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Brad. Morning, how you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, Iowa is a three and a half point favorite over Minnesota. Gotta take the Hawks. Northwestern, two and a half over Purdue. Northwestern. Penn State, three and a half over Nebraska.
2: Give me Penn State
1: Vikings. Give two and a half to the Bears. Uh, Minnesota. And here's the tiebreaker: the four A semifinals, closest without going over both games' total score combined.
2: Let's go ninety.
1: Brad, thank you. Have a good weekend.
2: Yeah, you too. Thanks.
1: Thank you. And Randy brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hello, Randy. Hi. Uh, I was a three and a half point favorite over Minnesota. Go Hawks. <laughs> Is so everybody on the Hawks, Trent? They are. I believe I heard four-go uh-huh. Hawks. <laughs> Northwestern's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Purdue. Give me the Boilermakers. Boilers for you. Penn State, three-and-a-half at Nebraska. State. Did we find anybody to take the Huskers? We did not. That's Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bears on Monday there, Randy. Who do you have? Uh, go Vikings. Vikes for you. And the tiebreaker, uh, total points, closest without going over in both 4A state semifinals tonight. 76. Randy, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you, and that'll do it for another week of Claxon's Barbecue. Claxon's in Altuna, 3131 8th Street uh, in Altoona, right ne- between the Walmart and the south exit, or entrance, I guess if you're going mm-hmm. in, to Prairie Meadows. So
3: we have two consensus, and historically, we know when we have consensus during our Claxon's picks uh-huh. to go the other way. That means grab Minnesota? See, I can't.
1: And grab Nebraska. And I can't. and Nebraska's a coin flip. I think Penn State getting away from home, I yeah. think that makes a difference. I think the Huskers will face Illinois next as a winless football team next week. 0-3? Oh 0-3. Oh Penn State finds the win call, not that's going to matter.
3: And we're talking about a 2-2 two two Iowa team when we come back?
1: I think so. On Monday? Yeah, I I feel pretty good about. It. Look, uh, the Minnesota's defense is terrible. They got three really good players, mm-hmm. quarterback, a receiver and a running back. Offensive line is banged up big time. Hawks should win this football game comfortably. They I should. think I yes. think the players, the contestants are on the right side. Now on the other the other game, I would take Penn State. Mm-hmm. I would too. Better talent, better yeah. team. Better talent, better team. I'm anxious to watch McCaffrey. Anyways, uh, we'll find out who we took next. We'll do our picks and maybe have a couple of minutes to preview both of those games. By you the way, have the
3: T box, too, after oh, you're 4-1. Yeah. finally got it back from you. About you're time. back within three all of a sudden. You're 23-21-1. All That's right. On the plus side of things. I'm 26-18-1. 6-3 and, one. Six and three with my best bets. You're 5-4, and four, so we're making money on that all side. Right. If you play two units on those best bets, you're... You're doing really good this right.
1: season with us. Well, I, I don't like the slate of games this week. You've said that a lot. I have. It's just one of those crazy years. I, I struggled to find a second NFL game. One of my favorite plays of the week was Troy getting 10-and-a-half uh, at home against off. Coastal. Yeah.
3: Coastal Carolina, look-ahead spot. They have a big matchup next week in the conference. Cross it off the list. And yeah. there were a few of those others. I mentioned I loved Utah. I just wanted to see that Cal-Arizona State game and... Cross-off after cross-off after cross-off. And the off.
1: Utah game might be with the next one to fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that goes well. You know, speaking of trap games, I'm going to pick Indiana coming up here. Indiana plays Penn State next week. I thought the line was fishy when it was six and a half It's 7, seven and a half. Who now. does Indiana have next week? Ohio State. Ohio State. They're, uh-huh. And they got,
3: they got Sparty this week. Who has looked dreadful in two games. And, and but, but did they look good against Michigan? I mean, they beat them. It was just... They did one thing. They threw the threw ball, the up, ball. The field, up the field because that's what you do against Don Brown, and right. it
1: worked. And Rocky Lombardi could hardly walk last week. Yeah. I felt bad for that kid. I was right there with him. He's you. hurt. There's no doubt. Uh, well, we'll take a timeout. We'll do our picks next. Miller and Condon, final segment of the week, high school football on these airwaves tonight, 4 o'clock, Pleasant Valley. And Southeast Polk, 7.30, Dowling and Ankeny. Joe Stacy and Trent Condon will be up in the Dome bringing those games to you. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And what? All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, Paul Horning just passed away, apparently. A Heisman winner, remember he was in the Heisman House commercials mm-hmm. when they first debuted. Of course, Notre Dame is where he played his collegiate football and went on had a nice career with Green Bay. Won all those championships. I think pre Super Bowl era. Might have won one, but uh, Paul Hornung, such a legend. I was he would always be when I would cover the Derby on Derby Week in Louisville. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, and that's where we lived. Trent, he's like the Pied Piper. I mean People just following him around to get a picture with him and, or a, an autograph. Uh, but uh, dementia, apparently. Dumb. Paul Horning passed away early 80s, I want to say. Anyways, let's get to it, shall we? So you still lead the contest. I got you by three games right now. Do you like your picks this
3: week? I love. There's some goofy lines in here. There's things that absolutely stink on the surface. And these are the weeks that are sometimes my favorite weeks
1: to bet on. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy with my group of picks this week. All right. Well, by the way, Zach Johnson is uh, off to a good start today. He's two under on his round, which puts him above the cut line. Cut line's expected to be somewhere around uh, even par, maybe one under, believe <laughs> it or not. And um, that's where you will find Zach. Uh, the leaders are eight under and they are Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson. Time for my picks. Uh coming off a of 4 and 1 week, let's get into it. We'll start in the college Uh, Look, West Virginia, I'm now on board. My knees, I've got Band-Aids all over them from jumping on the bandwagon, scraping my knees, jumping on. uh, West Virginia is a three-point favorite. TCU's a nice story, but West Virginia's maybe, what would you say, fourth best team, fifth best team, Oklahoma, Iowa State. Texas, Okie State. State. Top of the next tier. Top of the next tier. Uh, West Virginia. You only have to give up a field goal, so I'll take West Virginia over TCU. That's pick number one. Pick number two, Florida has to let down, I would think, coming off that win over Georgia. I like this Arkansas team. Uh, they're one of the better stories in football, college football, this year. Sam Pittman, a guy that was a long shot to get that gig. He came on the cheap. They were looking to hire on the cheap. It was a perfect marriage. Uh, And he's got that team playing way, way, way above it. Anybody thought that they would. Now, he's not going to be there. Uh, He's got COVID. Uh, So I think this is a keep it close for the coach type of game. I get 17 and a half. Why not? Arkansas, nice story coming off a win last week against Tennessee to the pros. There's no way in hell Tampa Bay is going to look as bad as they did on Sunday night. Uh, They will go to Carolina. Tampa Bay is a a five-and-a-half point favorite. Carolina, no Christian McCaffrey this week. He got re-injured last week against the Chiefs late in the football game. I think it was a shoulder uh, that he got hit out of bounds. But no Christian McCaffrey. I will lay the five-and-a-half, take Tampa Bay. Here's where I struggle, Trent. I've struggled finding another NFL game. And I've got arguably the stinker of the week. Oh, no. It's Detroit Lions. And Washington. <laughs> you handicapped this game. I did. This sounds like an early window. Well, you know what? It, both teams are playing on Thanksgiving. Of course, uh-huh. Detroit hosts and Washington and Dallas will play in the middle of the afternoon window. Detroit's a three-and-a-half point favorite. Washington has Alex Smith. That's a great story, mm-hmm. but he's not been good this year. I'll give me Detroit laying to three-and-a-half. My best bet, I'm fearful, is Indiana good enough to look past the team? Are they? I hope they're not, because I'm laying the seven. Michigan State, last week, they just got, as as we saw, they got crushed. Rocky Lombardi uh, is hurt. I'll lay the touchdown. Give me the Hoosiers. Hoosiers, Lions, Buccaneers, Arkansas, and West Virginia, Trent. All right, let's get going here. Starting the college
3: game with my first two picks. And I mentioned, as we talked about our sneaky good game, SMU heading up to Tulsa to take on the Golden Hurricane. Golden Hurricane very good defensively and they've scored this year another good story in college football if they can get enough games in an athletic department and a university as a whole that doesn't have a whole lot of money but they're putting it together montgomery's done a nice job like tulsa here under a field goal at home against a top 20 smu team pick number two we're in lockstep sec florida 17 and a half that feels like too many pitman the job that he has done with this program. Frank's going up against his program. And the letdown factor on top of it for Florida. Boy, everything park points Arkansas's way. I'm going to jump on it. Grab me the 17.5. Woo, Pig, Suey. To the NFL we go. Cleveland Browns, Houston, Texas. This game just feels weird. It does. Just an odd game. 3.5 is the number. But Cleveland's a playoff team. Uh-huh. The Texans are going nowhere. They fired uh-huh. their coach. Something smells. It's, I don't it's trust too Baker. Easy. It, I don't trust Baker. Give me those three and a half. I will take the wow. Texans with my third pick. My finish last one in the NFL, the Seahawks, I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it finally has. We saw him last week. Scored. Couldn't get any stops. It continues this week. Rams get it done. you got to lay less than a field goal. In fact, one and a half number for the Rams. Do that at home against the Seahawks and lay the points there. We'll finish with my best bet back in college football. Mention stinky lines. Just something smells. Miami, buzz back in the top ten. Yeah, they're not good enough to be Clemson, but they're really good. They go in against a very fraudulent this season Virginia Tech team that just loses to Liberty. Hot <laughs> Tech is favored. Vegas knows. Vegas knows something here. Lay the point and a half. Take Virginia Tech. My best bet of the week. Minus one and a half, Virginia Tech against Miami. That Arkansas, Tulsa, the Rams, and the Texans. My picks for week, what number eleven? Okay,
1: seems about right. I've lost count. I'm uh, Just grateful to have the first ten and uh-huh. number eleven coming on upon us. All right. So I know that you. I mean, you're going to call both games tonight. You yeah. and Joe Stacy. Who? What? What game will you be calling next week? Between whom?
3: It'll be Southeast Polk. Against the Ankeny
1: Hawks. Ankeny Hawks
3: and SCP. The, the run, run comes ends. to an end. I'll make the call here, and I'll be dead wrong, and Amadeo will be making fun of me in the press box tonight. As long as you're six
1: feet away, tell him. Oh, absolutely. All right, good stuff. Uh, Murph and Andy coming up at 2. Then no, no fanatics today. They'll be back on Monday. Emery and Sean tomorrow morning on the Saturday morning pregame. Sound off on WHO late tonight. Have a great weekend. 1460, 106.3 FM.
0: The Berkwood Bullseye is back. Register at KXNO.com, then follow along as our personalities shoot to win you prizes from Birkwood Farms, Fiscus Diamond Jewelers, and Mistress Brewing Company. Take your shot at the Birkwood Bullseye right now at KXNO.com. From Des Moines Sports Station, KXNO.